Praise the Lord. You are listening to a word from the Lord, a radio and internet ministry of the Refuge Temple Church of Burlington, North Carolina. Refuge Temple Church is located in the heart of Burlington, NC at 152 North Main Street. Our pastor is Bishop Reginald J. Davis. Refuge Temple Church is a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, multicultural ministry ordained by Jesus Christ to serve him, his kingdom, and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God. Join us in the word of God today and remain standing, if you would, for the reading of the scripture that is recorded in the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 13. And we shall begin reading at verse number 26. And for those who are watching, if you need prayer, you can call the church right now. Our number is 336-570-3664. 336-570-3664. Refuge Temple is here to serve you. And if you need prayer, call and somebody will talk with you. Somebody will pray with you in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Numbers chapter 13. Notice, if you would, verse number 26. The Bible says, and they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them and said, we came into the land whither thou sentest us and surely it floweth with milk and honey and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, and the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report and the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people we saw in it are men of great stature. And there were giants and the sons of Anak, which come from the giants. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers, so we were in their sight. I want to talk to you today from the subject mental midgets. Mental midgets. You can be seated and as a sub-theme, the danger of the wrong perspective. The danger of the wrong perspective perspective. If a word can describe the times in which we live, it is the word conflict. We are engaged in a conflict on a number of fronts, number of avenues. Um, we're in the conflict of mass or face coverings versus nothing. And you've got a culture war um, when it makes news that the president had to wear a mask at the hospital, we have a problem. We have a problem. 
because it has become a battle as to whether or not we wear masks or don't wear masks. As, as I said before, I prayed yesterday, we had a protest. Um, Black Lives Matter, the group here, um, went to court because they wanted to protest. There is a Confederate statue in Graham, just a few miles from where we're sitting, um, that celebrates the Confederacy. And on that very site, um, I'm told the first black commissioner and the first black constable a um, man by the name of Outlaw was hung at that very site in front of the courthouse. And they put a statue there that celebrates the Confederacy. And as you know, throughout the country, people are removing Confederate statues and taking them down and knocking them down and blowing them up or whatever else you want to say. And literally, they have a posted sheriff's deputy 24 hours a day to protect the little Confederate statue that sits in Graham. And so they had the protests, marches, several hundreds that marched through the streets from Burlington into Graham to protest. And they were met by um, people holding Confederate flags, people celebrating the Confederacy and celebrating the tenets of slavery and racism that um, um, encapsulates the Confederate mentality and mindset. And so all of these things are going on right now because there's debating, do we remove the Confederate statues or do we let them stay there? Hallelujah. Or do we, and if we can't get them to come down by legal means, is it appropriate for people to pull them down and tear them up, blow them up, and things of that nature? That's a conflict. Got a conflict because um, with the light of police brutality against people of color, now the debate is what do we do about it? And some have... Um, use this term, praise our God, that's become very nerve-wracking for others, defunding the police, taking money away from the police department so that you can put that money in other areas so maybe there'll be less of a need for the police. But if we defund the police, who's going to protect us because there are still some bad people out there? Come on, somebody. There's still the, the, the robbers and the cutthroats didn't go away because of Black Lives Matter. They're still out there. They're still a very much a part of our culture and part of what we deal with daily. And so what do we do about this? And so we're in all of these conflicts, and some would argue that these issues are matters of opinion. And when it comes to opinion, there is no right or wrong. It's just an opinion. And so that's why people will say, I'm entitled to my opinion. And so, and, and so with that notion, one opinion is as good as another. Everything, however, is not a matter of opinion. Come on, somebody. Everything is not just the way you happen to see it. There are some things that are either right or wrong. And so in, 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 in this, and, and I don't want to retrace these um, hot button issues, but I'm going to say this. Racism is wrong no matter who's doing it. Hallelujah. Racism is wrong. To celebrate, uh, praise our God, a regime that was devoted to keeping people enslaved is wrong. And I don't care if your great, 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 great granddaddy fought for the Confederacy or fought for the Union. It's wrong that, praise our God, people who engaged in a civil war that tried to overthrow a legitimate sovereign nation just so they could keep their slaves. That's just wrong. Come on, somebody. You don't have to agree with me, but it's just wrong. Oh, God, it's wrong, praise our God, to to, to, to endanger other people's lives because you refuse to wash your hands 
hands or you refuse to wear a mask, that's just wrong. There are just some things that should not be left just to opinion. They're either right or wrong. I use that because I need us to understand that the will of God and the word of God are not matters of opinion. I'm going to say it again. The will of God and the word of God are not matters of opinion. I'm saying that because we have become an increasingly a la carte mentality of Christianity, meaning that the things about Christianity that I like, that I celebrate, that, that, that enlightens my life, that I'm with it. I'm, I'm enjoying that. I'm thanking God for it. But if there are parts of our faith that I don't like, that's just opinion. Come on, somebody. It, it, isn't it funny how that, you know, I grew up in an era where everything we did, we were told we had to do to go to heaven. Come on, somebody. Everything they told us, everything they said we had to do, every way we had to look, how we came to church was a matter of getting us to heaven. And, and I know that was extreme and excessive, but I feel like we're on the other side of the coin now that we think everything is okay and everything is legitimate. And if you feel that way, it's just the way you feel and can't nobody judge me. Baby, I ain't trying to judge you. I'm trying to keep you from being judged. Oh, I'm not trying Oh God, to judge you. I'm trying to keep us all from hellfire. And woe be unto me if I preach not the gospel. If I just give a feel good, feel good religion and let everybody just do and say what they feel, then that might make me feel good for the moment. But I've got to stand before God and give an account for every word that has come out of my mouth from behind this pulpit. And I will not jeopardize your soul. Nor would I jeopardize mine just to make us feel good. The will of God and the word of God are not matters of opinion. They are matters of fact. And one of the greatest dysfunctions of the church is that we have diluted the will of God and the word of God to the level of an opinion. And somebody can say something that is in error and we say, well, if that's how you feel, it's okay. It's not okay. Can I say it again? It's not okay for you to believe something that is not true. It is the word that men would rather believe a lie and be damned. Come on, somebody. That's the word. Than to acknowledge the truth. But it's even more damning when the church stands up and says it's okay for you to have an opinion that is not in accord with the word of God. You can have your opinion. I can't take your opinion from you. But I'm here to be the only one maybe that's told you recently that your opinion that is ungodly is not okay. Your opinion that does not reflect the veracity of God's word is not okay. God's will is God's will. Isaiah 46 and 10 says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand. What God has determined is going to be his will no matter what. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Yes, I would love to wave my hand and take us out of the pandemic, but it's not going to move till God says move. Come on, somebody. So the Lord didn't tell me to tell y'all, hallelujah, 
to get ready for the end of the pandemic. He didn't tell me to tell you that, so I'm not here to lie to you. I'm not a lying prophet. What the Lord said to me was to tell the saints, no matter how long it takes, tell the people of God, do not complain. Oh, hallelujah. Life is different. Life is not what is you, what we're used to. We're having to adjust to a different paradigm, but don't be victims of your own complaining, being negative. Find a way to open your mouth and say, God, I thank you. Oh, hallelujah. In the middle of this, I always pray in the morning, but I have a deeper sense of gratitude when I open my eyes and I'm not in ICU. When I open my eyes and I'm not in a hospital. When I open my eyes and I'm still alive and I lift my mouth, open my mouth every day and say, Lord, I thank you just for being alive. I wish I had a grateful person sitting with me in Refuge Temple or watching my video that would just give God the glory because you're thankful. Lord said, tell the folk don't complain. Why? Because his counsel is going to stand. And he says, I will do all of my pleasure. Meaning God's will is going to be manifested, period. You can either get aligned with God's will or you can be miserable trying to kick against God's will. But God's will is going to be manifested. And this is not in my notes. You get this for free. Perhaps your difficulty is that you have yet to align your will to God's will. Because when you align your will to God's will, trust me, it gets easier. It gets easier to live. It gets easier to stand. It gives you greater peace of mind. You can have trouble, but anybody know that you can have trouble, but when you know you're in the will of God, it just makes it easier. Oh God, because you know that God has a way of working things out after the manner and the counsel of his will. God's will is not a fact. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. God's word is not an opinion. God's word is a fact. Grass withers. Y'all heard that scripture before? Flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And that's why even in the midst of the pandemic, God's word has revealed itself to be true. How you know? Because some people have gone to the hospital. Some people have been on ventilators and somewhere and had nobody to lay hands on them, had nobody to visit them. But the hand of God came in. Why? Because he was wounded for our transgressions. That's the word. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Oh God, other folk have been sick and it hadn't been corona. My precious brother in the Lord, Elder Morton, went to the hospital. They were preparing to do a procedure and we prayed the night before. The next day I called him and said well how did it go he said Reg when I woke up oh God my body had regulated itself oh God the heart rate came down and the blood pressure came down and the sugar came down and they're letting me go tomorrow because Jesus Christ is still a healer oh somebody ought to shout hallelujah they were preparing to do something that they didn't have to do before, before the doctors got there Jesus was already in the room doing what he does Oh, Satana Masitanae. Oh, somebody ought to shout hallelujah because the word is still true. Some of you in here, some of you watching, haven't been to a job in months, but you've eaten every day. 
Okay, y'all want to be quiet about that. Okay, okay, okay. Hallelujah. You ought to be giving God the glory. Because whether it's with the stimulus check or whether it's with the paycheck coming from working at home, God has been taking care of you. Oh, God, you know why? Because that's in the word. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. Somebody that knows the word is true ought to open your mouth right now and just shout hallelujah. Thank God for the word being true. It's not an opinion, it's a fact. But it's a dangerous thing to allow a person to replace God's facts with their opinions. Especially when that person is a mental midget. Hallelujah. If you're going to take your truth, take it from somebody that knows something. Come on, somebody. Don't take the truth from somebody that doesn't have any sense. And so before you say, well, Bishop is insulting people, let me tell you what a mental midget is. Mental midget has four characteristics. They have a diminished view of God. They have a diminished view of God. They don't see God the way a true believer sees God. How does a true believer see God? My God can do anything. Oh, God. You face life, and that's your mantra. Un un unexpected things happen. Unknown things happen. Things you didn't plan for happen. And people say, what are you going to do? I'm going to pray. Why are you going to pray? Because my God can do anything. Oh, holler. Anybody still believe that? That God can do anything. But a mental midget has this diminished view of God and they attach to the God their limitations. Yes, Reginald Davis is limited, but the God I serve is unlimited. He doesn't run out of strength. He doesn't run out of power. He doesn't run out of anointing. He don't run out of money. He don't run out of gifts because he's the limitless God. The only thing that limits God is our lack of faith. But even the Bible says if we deny him, he will not deny himself. What do you mean, pastor? If you don't believe, he's still going to be God. Anybody remember trusting or wavering in your faith and God still showed up? You didn't trust him, but God still blessed you. You didn't believe him, but God still delivered you. That's because God will not deny himself. If you don't believe him, he's still a healer. If you don't believe him, he's still a way maker. If you don't believe him, he's still a provider. If you don't believe him, he's still a savior. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, when you become a mental midget, you not only have a diminished view of God, you have a diminished view of yourself. Because people who are connected with God are powerful people. Okay, I, that one person got that. People who are connected with God are powerful people. What makes the light in front of me light up is it's plugged into a power source that makes it light up. Electricity goes to the filament, filament brightens, and the light shines. And as long as I stay, that light stays plugged in, it's going to shine. It's going to shine on a good day. It's going to shine on a bad day. It's going to shine if you lie on the light. Say that ain't really a light. It's going to still shine because it's plugged into a power source. 
And when a believer is plugged into God, whoo, somebody catching this. When a believer is plugged into God, it doesn't matter what type of day it is. If I'm plugged in, the glory of God that's in me, it's going to shine. That's why some of y'all have praised God in the most hellish situations. Because the light of God was plugged into you. The power of God was plugged into you. Anybody know he's real? Open your mouth and shout hallelujah. Mental midgets have a diminished view of others. Be careful of people who are always putting you down. Lord, help me preach this. Be careful of people who always want you to be less than what you're supposed to be. And because they have no faith, they want you to have no faith. You know, I'm with you until you start trying to tell me my spiritual destiny. Come on, somebody. I'll talk to you. I'll hang out with you. I'll be your buddy. I'll be your friend. But when you try to diminish me, and because you're not going to be nothing, I'm not going to be nothing, then we're going to have to part ways. Come on, somebody. When you start saying to me, well, the Lord didn't bless me with that, so why should he bless you with that? You know what? Because I believe him. Come on, somebody. I don't know what happened in your life. I don't know what discouraged you, but I'm of the opinion, and yes, I've had some bad days, and yes, I've had some failures, but God has never failed me. Oh, hallelujah. I I, I just, I'm going to say it because it's true. God has never failed me. I've had my bad days, and I've cried bitter tears, but at the end of the day, the Lord always showed up to be the God that he is, and I refuse to doubt him. In fact, you can't make me doubt him because I know too much about him. I need somebody in here that's had that kind of she come out my face. Raymond, don't play the organ. I ain't ready to dance yet. Oh God, I'm here to tell you he has never failed. And because I know he's real, I'm determined to trust him. I'm determined to believe him. I need about two folk in here that have that kind of experience that the Lord has never failed you to make the devil a liar, to open your mouth and give God the glory because he has never failed. Never failed. Oh God, we ain't supposed to do a whole lot of shouting, so just whisper, never. <laughs> oh God. Just whisper, never. Just mumble, never. Oh God. Never, 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 never. Never, never. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real. Oh God. Y'all sit down, y'all sit down. Gotta hurry up and get us out of here. Mental midgets have an inflated view of the wrong people. They actually think that the enemy is stronger than God. I'm gonna tell you why the enemy is stronger than God to you. Because you talk more about the enemy than you talk about God. You talk more about the people that get on your nerves and the people that bother you and the people that torment you. You give them your time. You give them your talent. You give them your attention. They keep you up at night because that's all you talk about. 
But when you understand that God, oh Shata, increases his influence when I talk about him. God increases his ability to work in my life when I talk about him. Why am I talking about somebody that hates me when I got a God that loves me? Oh God. Why am I talking about the people that are trying to drag me down when I got a God who is the lifter of my head? Anybody know what I'm talking about? That you wanted to hold your head down and God showed up in your room and said, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Oh my God. But when you make the enemy greater than your God, you do a disservice to God and a disservice to yourself. Let me unpack this text and get us out of here. The story of Israel at Kadesh Barnea is, in my opinion, one of the saddest stories in the scripture. It's sad because Israel is at the edge of receiving everything God has promised. But they would turn back. But they would not turn back by an enemy. They would turn back by their own dangerous perceptions. And, 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 and that's a prophetic word for somebody. That you are just at the place where God's about to open up a treasure into your life. Anybody feel like you're on the edge of something? Maybe this is for the other congregation. Anybody feel like you're on the edge of God about to do something in your life? It, 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 there's so much anticipation in your spirit. You dance at stoplights. Come on, somebody. Because you are just so excited about what God is about to do. You can't even wait to get to church. You dancing in the bathroom. You dancing in the living room. Because it's in your spirit that God is about to do something. Oh, God, my brother, my sister, my son, my daughter... You're on the edge of a miracle. And I need you to act like people act when they're on the edge of a miracle. They're looking forward. They're looking higher. They're looking deeper. Because I'm on the edge of a miracle taking place in my life. Shout hallelujah. You can't yell at them. But just whisper to somebody beside you. Well, they're not beside you. Whisper to somebody across the aisle. Oh, God, and just say, I'm on the edge of a miracle. Oh, God, I'm on the edge of a miracle. Excuse me if I run, because I'm on the edge of a miracle. Excuse me if I dance in the parking lot, because I'm on the edge of a miracle. Excuse me if I dance in my house, because I'm on the edge of a miracle. But here's the warning. Gave you the promise. The warning is, because you're on the edge, you have to be very particular about who speaks into your life. Oh, God. I'm going to say it again. I'm not trying to be spooky or deep, but you got to be very careful who you allow to speak into your life. Because Satan has planted some dream killers. Oh, Shatama. Satan has planted some vision killers. And they're right on your perimeter. They're right around you. They're right where you are. And their only weapon is to try to speak something negative concerning what God has said. This might be the season to turn your phone off. 
this might be the season to come off social media. This might be the season to have some folk to lose your number. Because I can't let a person forfeit what God has promised to bring in my life. Come on and shout hallelujah. Well, you know the story. Twelve spies were, had an assignment. They were to assess the land. They were to assess the enemy or to assess the people in the land. And they were to bring back a report and the fruit. But I want to point out something Moses said that I think they missed in chapter 13 and verse 20. When Moses gives them the assignment, but he says, and be of good courage. Oh, hallelujah. Be of good courage. You can't look at my miracle if you don't have courage. Because your fear might taint your perception. I don't need anybody who's a doubter looking into my future. Come on, somebody. I don't need anybody that doesn't trust God looking into my life. I don't need you. Don't prophesy to me. Don't prophesy lie to me. Don't even testify to me if you don't have any faith. Because I need to know that what God has promised, he is able to perform. And so the Bible tells them that the character of the reporter is critical to the report that he makes. If the reporter is tainted, he's going to give you a tainted report. But if he has good courage, that means he's got a steadfast mind. Oh, hallelujah. That's why I don't understand why some of y'all got so many negative friends. And I'm not saying diss your negative friends, but you need, to, you need to discourage their influence in your life. And isn't it funny that sometimes the people who've had the most disastrous of experiences want to get close to you. Their marriage failed, but they want to know all about your marriage's business. And they got so much advice about your relationship when their marriage failed. The next time they tell you, I wouldn't do that if I were you, say, where's your husband? I, okay, okay. That, 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 that was shady. I, I will admit that. That's, that's my one shady comment of the day. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but because if they don't have courage, how can they advise you about your choices? Come on, somebody. If their perception is negative, how can they advise you about what's going to happen next? If they've never accomplished anything significant, how can they give you advice concerning what to do to climb the mountain that God has put in front of you? You got to make sure you talk to somebody that knows oh God, that God is able. Talk to somebody that has a success story that I was down and out, but he made a way. I was almost giving up, but he opened the door. I almost fell, but he lifted me up. When my mother and my father forsook me, the Lord took me up. Somebody shout hallelujah. Then to be of good courage means having a cheerful spirit. I'm going to get to tell it in a little while, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about how God is blessing the saints. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I'm watching the Lord bless our praise and worship team. 
And they're not my favorites, they're not my picks, they're not my pets, but I love when God does what I know God does. Oh, hallelujah. And what do you mean by that, Bishop? Oh, God, God has a unique way of blessing people that praise him. Oh, hallelujah. And I, I've been hearing from, all, from some of you, but here lately from the praise and worship team, blessing after blessing, door after door opening. And you say, well, why is it so special about them? Because these people live to give God praise. Oh, hallelujah. And while some of y'all are trying to figure out what to do, should I clap my hands? Should I lift my hands? When you sit there and give them the stink eye, they still got the arm lifted and their mouth open Elder Tool praises God if y'all don't do nothing if y'all just sit there and look at him he gonna shout before he read that scripture he gonna dance before he reads that verse and that's why I'm not surprised when God blesses people that give him the glory you need to take a lesson and learn how to give God the glory because God has a way of blessing folk that he know will praise him some of y'all God ain't sure about that's why nothing has happened yet but he'll look at a dancer he'll look at a singer he'll look at a runner and say if I bless them I know they'll praise me if I deliver them I know they'll give me the glory while well, y'all trying to figure out do I dance now do I shout now the praiser is already dancing they dance broke they dance sick they dance discouraged they danced in bondage they dance when they got lied on they get they dance when they got talked about and God said because you praise me when you had nothing I'm going to give you a reason to give me the glory when you had no reason to bless me when you had no reason to honor me when you had no reason to give me the glory now I'm going to give you a reason come on put your hands together shout hallelujah Oh God, everybody make this declaration. God's about to give me another reason to praise him. God's about to give me another reason to dance. God's about to give me another reason to rejoice. I praised him broke. He's about to fill my pocket. I praised him sick. He's about to heal my body. I praised him discouraged. He's about to lift me up. I praised him bound. He's about to free me. The devil is a liar. God is about to give me another reason to give him the glory. So I need somebody that has enough faith to praise the Lord right now. I got enough faith to bless him. I got enough faith to magnify him. I got enough faith to lift my hands. I got enough faith to leap for joy. I got enough faith to howl. I got enough faith to stomp my feet. Give him the glory. Somebody give him the glory. Don't look at her. Help her. Praise the Lord. Help her. Bless the Lord. Help her glorify the Lord because something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. A yoke 
is about to break. A high place is about to come down. A valley is about to fill up. But God needs somebody that has the integrity to give him the glory. Give him. Hey. Oh, God. I'm not done. I'm going to stop right here. Because you need to praise God right now for your next miracle. And if you got nothing coming, don't do nothing. But if you know you got a miracle coming, I need you to praise God right now. Don't wait for the organ. Don't wait for the drums. My faith is my motivator. My faith is my push. My faith. If I were you, I'd praise him now. If you're at the house, praise him now. If you're in the lot, praise him. Hey, huh. oh, blue. Oh, blue. I would do something. 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 If I were you, I'd do something. Cause I got something coming. I got a miracle coming to my house. I got a miracle coming in my family. I got a miracle coming in my life. I do something, I do something. 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 Hallelujah! Oh, oh. I'd do something. Yes, I would. I'd do something. That's it. That's it. That's it. We sincerely hope that you were blessed by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336 336- Five seven zero three six six four. Again, that's three three six five seven zero three six six four. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com. Again, that's www.refugetemplenc.com. Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, please write to us at P.O. Box 3552 Burlington, N.C. 27215. That's P.O. Box 3552 Burlington, N.C. 27215. Or email us info at refugetemplenc.com. That's info at refugetemplenc.com. God bless you, and until next time, shalom, shalom.